Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. I am here today with Terry Levine from todayscoaching.com. Dr. Terry is a branding, marketing, strategy, development, and marketing implementation orchestrator. She has been bringing heart into business for over three decades, mentoring over 5,000 business owners to go from ordinary to extraordinary while having the life of their dreams, doing the work they love, loving the work they do, and being financially secure all at the same time. Dr. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Seth. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Well, it's kind of a, a long story, but I'll make it a fast one. I started out as a speech-language pathologist many years ago, found out that I really liked business and not so much speech-language pathologies. I sold that business, started an art business, found out that I, again, really liked business. Um, and then I tried my hand at corporate America. I worked as a president of a national healthcare company. I worked as a vice president of sales and marketing for another one. And once again, found that I loved business, but I really wasn't good at being an employee. And so uh, many years ago, I found the world of coaching and consulting, and I've been doing that for a long, long time. And this is what I love. I do what I love and love what I do. That is absolutely awesome. And I'm sure the longer version of that, if it hasn't already, should and could fill a book. <laughs> it's been filling a lot of books. <laughs> awesome. What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Um, the biggest thing for me was not to try and do sales and marketing the traditional way, which really meant manipulating and learning closes and thinking that I had to tell and sell people. And when I realized that for me that wasn't an integrity way and it didn't feel right and I gave all of that up and I just started to do it from my heart and just shared my products and services and if it resonated for somebody, I said, great, here's what it is and, and that was it. That made all the difference. So I really wish that I knew that early on um, because once I changed that up, it, it became so much fun to do what I do. 
Absolutely. I find the marketing magicians that listen to our show, we learn more from avoiding other people's mistakes than necessarily always just trying to emulate their successes. What have been some of your mistakes? And more importantly, what did you learn from them? Oh, what a nice question. One of my biggest mistakes was uh, I, I was learning speaker training from many different people. And one of the people that I learned from said, oh, you've got to act different from the crowd and bigger and better and just ignore the crowd and have a handler and don't let people get close to you. And uh, I, even though the advice didn't sound right, the person was successful. So I took the advice and what happened was I alienated my audience and really turned people off. And it was a great learning for me to follow my intuition, to not necessarily listen to guides or mentors or coaches or consultants, but to really just tap into my heart and to do what felt right for me. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I have in business and that I teach other entrepreneurs is Always listen to your own inner guidance. Even if somebody may be running faster, bigger, better than you, what does your heart tell you? Absolutely. That is a great lesson. Heartpreneur, what is that all about? Well, a few years ago, I really was looking at the world and got a little bit discouraged. I found that everybody was competing and was just feeling to me like nobody was really caring about each other. Even in my local marketplace, it just seemed like everybody was at war with each other. And I said, I want to do business more with my heart. And I'm an entrepreneur with heart. And I trademarked the term heartrepreneur. Um, and I'm actually writing a book about it, which will be out shortly. But I want to teach people, and it's very important to me, I'm on a mission about this and creating a movement. I want to teach people how to come from your heart in business. I don't care if you're a solopreneur. I don't care if you're a company that I've worked with like General Electric. How do you bring your heart into business? How do you speak to people from your heart? How do you treat people with more customer service and more respect? And how do you reach your target audience by connecting heart to heart? And I really believe, Seth, that when people do business more with their hearts, we're going to be more connected. We're going to have more business come to us. We're going to use more reverse marketing. We're going to be more in integrity. And we're all going to make more money and do business with more ethics and do business the right way. Absolutely. I can't wait for the book. What do you, I mean, you've helped over 5,000 business owners Tell, how did you pull that off? Because that's an incredible number. Yeah, and it wasn't my intention, which is kind of interesting. When I quit corporate America, I remember saying to my husband, I'm just going to work with a few people and have this nice small business. And I do remember my husband looking at me and saying, you don't do things small. And I said, oh, this I'm going to do small. But he was right. <laughs> um, I started a coach. Write that one down, husband. Sure were... <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Um, I started a coach training school early in my career, Coach Institute, um, because a lot of people came to me and said, I want to be a coach and I want you to train me. And, you know, first I didn't listen. And eventually when enough people said it, I thought, mm, there's a message. Um, and so I began to train coaches. And then I began to train consultants at Business Consultant Institute. And then I realized that even in my own coaching and consulting, I much prefer to train groups of people. I find that I get better results synergistically when I have either rooms of people or webinars of people or teleseminars of people or even podcasts of people that it really works best for me to 
talk to masses of people and have more of a synergistic approach. And so I realized after a couple of years, oh my goodness, I, I'd already impacted a couple of thousand people. And then literally uh, two years ago, we stopped counting at 5,800 people. And I said, let's just stop counting. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, and it's really important to me because any message that I have I have that message because I want to reach masses of people. And so that's how I, I've come to reach that many people. I have a strong desire and passion to impact people. And I continue to just bring messages out to move people. Absolutely. Talk about, you've achieved, helped some people achieve absolutely incredible results. Talk a little bit about some of your amazing case studies. Oh, yeah. I know there's tons, just. Pick a few. I'm going I'm to pick one, um, and I can't use her name because uh, she's under a confidentiality agreement, but she's one of my very favorite. Um, and I just was recently chatting with her on Facebook Messenger, and she's just a lovely woman. She, I think we've been together for about 12 years, and she came to one of my small events in Philadelphia, and she was making about $65,000, and she had this dream to reach moms and to really impact moms and to teach them how to balance being a mom with creating their own business. Um, and I helped her establish her own business and to write her first book. And she had this very strong desire to connect her idea with corporate America and to go through corporate America and, and help other moms. And I helped her write proposals for a couple of large corporations. And it took a little bit of time, but sure enough, those corporations picked her up um, they've launched her into uh, initially a $7 million business, a couple of best-selling books, and now she just reached her $8 million business, and she's speaking all over the world on platforms, and the biggest news is that she secured a, a television show, which uh, she just finished the pilot for, and it's been picked up by uh, a major station and will be airing in the fall. And uh, she is, I'm telling you, she is like a force to be reckoned with because she's changing people's lives right and left. So she's one of my case studies that just, I'm just so proud to know her and, and so happy I've been able to be on the journey with her. Absolutely. That is a incredible story. Um, is there, what drives you crazy about your business? <laughs> um, what drives me crazy is email. I can't stand email. It's so impersonal and you can't read tone of voice and there's miscommunication and then there can be so much of it. Uh, it it's a bug for me. I, I just wish that there was a way that I could communicate with people quickly, faster, easier. And, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, text me, call me, Facebook message me. There's something about email that I just don't like, and yet it seems like a necessary part of business. So that's where I'm at. Email is something that I do not like. Email is something that you do not like. <laughs> I, I did not, I never would have guessed that that would be the answer, but it totally makes sense. I, I under, it's funny that you say that because I had a client the other day who sent an email, and then we had a phone call, and I was, you know, I had assumed by the email he sent that he was incredibly angry and I said, Oh my goodness, you know, we'll take care of it. Whatever, you know, we're here. What's, you know, tell me what we did wrong. And we go back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, Oh, I'm not mad. And I'm like, you're not mad. I thought you were like screaming hot. And he's like, Oh no, no problem. And yeah. I was like, Oh dear Lord, that phone call went so much better than I thought. And you're right. You can't read tone of voice. Completely true. I totally get it. Yeah. 
how do you, I mean, you must, you get bombarded with information. How do you stay on the cutting edge? How do you balance it all? Well, one of my secrets that has helped me is photo reading. I am able to read 200 books a month uh, through the skill of photo reading. And I learned this probably 10, maybe 12 years ago. So I digest an enormous amount of information. I'm an avid reader. Um, not only do I read a lot of articles and do I do a, a lot of web surfing, um, I do a tremendous amount of reading. I'm always listening to podcasts. Um, I go to the gym every single day and people say, oh, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? I don't. Um, every single day what I look forward to is listening to a different podcast. So I do my workouts to podcasts. I'm always learning. I like to walk and I like to hike and I listen to podcasts when I walk and hike. So I'm always intaking information and I, I love to learn and that's how I take my information in. Awesome. You mentioned 200 books. I thought I read a lot, but 200 <laughs> books a month puts me to total shame. Um, what are the what are three books you're reading today? Well, right now, um, I think you know I'm so involved with guerrilla marketing, and I'm uh, launching my guerrilla marketing chapter in Philly, and so I am rereading all of my guerrilla marketing books. So I, I went all the way back to my, my very first guerrilla marketing book, which is J. Conrad Levinson's Basic Guerrilla Marketing. And I'm also rereading Guerrilla Marketing for Consultants. And I'm also uh, rereading Guerrilla Marketing in 30 Days. So I've had those three books that I literally, I am rereading them every single night for 30 days and absorbing every single word of those books right now. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. How do you um, manage the financial aspects of your business? So you can laugh at me and everybody can have a good laugh. Um, I love business. I love making money. And I absolutely am a disaster when it comes to the financial aspects. So what I did is I married a financial planner. <laughs> oh, my God. So literally it goes like this. Once a week we sit down and we go over the profit and loss statement. And I, I do understand those because I worked corporate America and I had a huge budget and huge financial responsibilities. And at the end of that conversation, I literally say, so I'm doing okay, right? <laughs> that's, that's how I like to do it. I really, uh, although I have to look at the P&Ls every single week, it is the least favorite part of my business. I am so much more into the social and relationship aspects of business, but I do know that's important. So I do sit down once a week with my financial planner husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because my wife, as we're recording this, um, is treasurer of the PTA and she's a social worker by trade. And the only reason she agreed to be treasurer was because she knew I would help her and I get stuck you know i've been teaching her quicken and excel and all of this stuff and totally understand <laughs> um when you started your company did you have a formal business plan i did yes I, i've had that for all my businesses even when i started my speech language pathology business you know i was only 21 years old when i got my master's degree and began that business i always understood the importance of a business plan and I've always had a very simple business plan. It's always been a one-pager, just like my one-page guerrilla marketing plan. So I do have simple business plans. I do check my business plans every single week, and I do work according to business plans. I find that to be very important. 
what um, what systems do you have in place that are helping you deliver such amazing results to your clients? So I'm very basic. Um, every single day, I wake up and I have three intentions. And those are the three things that will move my business to get the biggest and best results. And those are my three intentions. So I get up in the morning and I literally say to myself, what are the three things that must be done today to get the best results in my business? And those are the three actions, physical actions that I have to take that day. Now, if I get those done, I usually get up at five or six o'clock in the morning. I like to get up early. If I get those done by nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, I literally don't have to do anything else. I, I will then say, do I choose to do anything else? Because I like to run a lifestyle business. And if I feel motivated to do more, I do more. But I don't force myself to do more. As long as I've taken those big three actions, I'm good for the day. I also am very good at saying a lot of no's. I don't let shiny objects get in the way. I keep very focused. So that's how I operate. I look at the three inspired actions and every single day I get those done. I don't have to-dos, I just have inspired actions. Beautiful. How do you balance your business? You talk about a lifestyle business. How do you balance your business and your personal life? Well, I live my personal life first. So on my calendar goes everything that's most important, which starts for me with my family and myself. So I start with spending time with family and taking care of me, whatever that means. It could be health, wellness. It could be uh, spiritual. It could be uh, I'm, I'm avid about working out. It could be working out. It could be my meditative practices. It could be my walks. It could be my yoga. All of those things actually get scheduled on my calendar first. I also have pretty rigid boundaries and guidelines about the hours I will work and won't work. There are family hours, there are community hours, there are spiritual hours. Uh, I have a foundation for children that have a, a disease called reflex sympathetic dystrophy. That's all scheduled on my calendar first. Then my next priority are um, what I call my extended family. My extended family are my clients. So that gets scheduled second. And that's how I balance my life. I spend part of the year, as you know, living in, in Mexico. Um, and I can work from Mexico, and I love being in Mexico. It's a place that I just really like to work from. So all of that is very important to me. And I schedule literally my entire business so that I've created a lifestyle that fits so that I'm living and not waiting to retire to live. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. That is a <laughs> great way to create the ideal life that you want. How do you reduce your stress? I meditate. I take long walks. I spend a lot of time with friends and family that nurture and support me. And I love to smile and laugh. I, I spend so much time just laughing and having a good time. And I'm a big one for smiling, even when things don't necessarily go quite right and there's obstacles. I really try to look at what is working. What are the positives? What can I be grateful for, thankful for? What are the gifts? What can I look at that I can smile at? Because even in the midst of what appears to be crisis or not quite right, there's always something that is working. There's always a blessing. And if I can find something to smile at, then I can find a gift. Absolutely. What is your favorite part of what you do? 
the people, absolutely the people. I can tell you that, you know, at night when I go to bed, I write in a gratitude journal. And at the end of each year in, in December, I sit and read my entire gratitude journal. You know, take me a couple of weeks just to just read through every single day and what I'm grateful for. And I always notice the majority of my gratitudes are people. I have the most amazing people show up in my life, uh, whether it be clients or whether it be people like you. I just, I'm so blessed of the different people that I meet and I get to experience and spend time with. That's what I'm most grateful for. This being in business has brought the most amazing people into my life and, and my life is so rich because of it. That is a absolutely writer downer right there. Uh, <laughs> Who is an ideal client for you? Someone who really does have heart. They really are in business because they want to connect with the right people. They want to share their products and services because they have a passion for what they do. They're not just selling anything. They're selling something that they really believe in. And they're excited about what they have to offer. And they just know that they want to get it in more people's hands. They might not be sure how to reach more people, but they're passionate about reaching more people. And they have to have a sense of humor. They have to be able to look at themselves and laugh, and they just want some assistance, and they're open to receive that assistance. Those are the kind of people that bring me a lot of joy. And what is the first step you would want them to take? At todayscoaching.com, there's a form that they can reach, they can fill out. Um, they can also text me. I said I love texts, and I give out my, my personal cell phone number so people can text me and say, hey, I'd, I, you know, I'd love to chat with you, Terry. I love to talk to people voice to voice. So they can text me at 215-527-0634, 215-527-0634, or a form at todayscoaching.com. Uh, they get me directly, um, and I love to just speak with people, and let's find out you know, what you've got going. Let's see if you're a fit. Um, one thing I, I don't do is sell anybody. I'm all about one of my best-selling books, Sell Without Selling. Let's not get into sales. Let's just talk. Let's see who you are, who I am. I don't know what you have. You don't know what I have. You know, let's get to meet each other. It's all about connecting heart-to-heart -heart on the journey, nothing more. Wow. I would agree with that 100%. Absolutely beautiful. Um, what else do you want to share that I uh, didn't ask you? You know, the, the one thing I'm really looking for are people who feel that they want to be part of a heartrepreneur movement. And what I mean by that is very soon, I'm going to invite people for no cost who want to just connect and be raising their hand and saying, yes, I'm a heartrepreneur, um, just to be part of this movement of finding other heartrepreneurs. So anyone that says, yeah, I might want to be part of this, just to connect with my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash heartrepreneurs with an S at the end. Just connect with my page, raise your hand, let me know by liking the page that you're one of us. Um, and so very soon I'm going to give you a way to get free access to the Heartrepreneur movement so you can stay connected to tools and resources and free webinars so that you can really be part of this movement because I really, really want to make this a big movement so we can start to change the way business is done and it's going to take a lot of us to do that. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, sign me up for that. Looking forward to it. This has been Seth Green here with Dr. Terry Levine from todayscoaching.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Dr. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Seth. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.